thinking about climbing a mountain is only the first step. But it's not even the first step, actually. I'm going to reframe that, I reckon. It's the pre-step. It's pre-first step. You haven't even started. Ideas are great, and the way you're going to climb is important. It's not unimportant, but you haven't started until you've taken the first step. Welcome to the With Joe E.B. podcast. Welcome back, hopefully. What am I babbling about today? What's this mountain thing? Well, today we're going to talk about my action, not thinking. We'll bring you the clarity you want. Back to the mountain. Okay, so what's the problem? Is it that you can't think at all? Well, no, because you're not just going to run in and do whatever is in front of you. That's being reactive. And the extent to which you can be proficient while you're being reactive is the extent to which you're wired. In other words, how proactive is a bird? Okay. Now, there are some things that birds and other animals do very well that are very sophisticated at. Right? March of the penguins and journeys and the migration patterns of birds and whatnot, but it's because they're pre-wired to do that. But they're not capable of more because they don't have that proactive prefrontal cortex like we do. That's, that's the ceiling on their kind of evolutionary potential. We have no such limit. But we just have more, complica- more complicated equipment to use, more complicated mental equipment to use. Sometimes we use the wrong parts for the wrong reasons as a result. So it gets tricky. Now, our natural predisposition is to think about things. And this was a real challenge for me. When I learned this lesson, so this is actually the, I don't think there's actually a blog piece for this piece. What there is, is I used to write on Medium and there's actually a Medium article on this. If you Google why action not thinking will bring you the clarity you seek, some version of that title will actually bring up a Medium post by me. It was earlier on. And when I learned this, I remember I was listening to a podcast. I put the link for that marketing podcast. It was, it was talking about decision-making. I was going for a walk. And when I learned this lesson, I stopped while I was walking and I almost cried. I almost cried thinking about how much hurt and indecision and stasis and pain this uh, lesson would have taught me if I'd only heard it years earlier. And it's about when we get stuck in indecision, we often, our default reaction is normally to sit there and think about things and toss over mentally what to do in our minds. Um, But that often doesn't work. And it's not that we can't think at all, but it's that action sometimes delivers a lot of thinking. Now, think about how you think differently when you're in the shower versus when you're on a walk after you've been to the gym and you've had some physical exercise and movement. But also not just after physical movement, but when you're engaged in things, when you actually do start a project, when you do things differently. Um, Think about how different you think and how clear everything becomes when you've got more information and stimulus to go off. The podcast episode introduced me to this way of understanding decision-making as follows, which was not to judge your decisions and agonize over them, but to use the information you had available to make the best possible decision and then just make it and never judge it because you only did the best with the information and the tools that you had. If you rushed it, there was a bad decision-making process and you learn not to do that next time. But the thing is, if the decision doesn't work out, you just make another decision faster. That's why it's always good to have downside protection 
and be able to get out of things you opt into, right, and make big commitments to, it's important to be able to make a new decision quickly if things aren't working out. And this hit me over the head like, because we always agonize over what's the best decision to make. Sorry, we agonize over what's the right decision to make, but the real question is what's the best decision we can make? What's the best decision we can make? So I've unpacked this further when I think about it. And basically, I think this idea really helped me shape the concept of the thousand doors. So put it this way, because we come back to the idea of you're looking at this mountain to climb. You're thinking about the best way to start. Technically, you could think forever. But if you thought forever, you would never start. That's the problem. To use the thousand doors metaphor, I think it's one of the best problems to help us solve is to look at this big thing in front of us. Now, when you're looking at it, I want you to imagine using the metaphor of the thousand doors, you're in the first room and you have just one room of perspective, rooms worth of perspective. So look at everything in that room. Look at all the available information, all the possible doors, but don't try and look beyond them too far. You can't see the other side of a door. So don't go overboard, right? But use all the information in the room you have. Don't spend forever gathering that information, but use what you've got available and then you go through the first door. Once you go through the first door, you're in another room and you've got more things happen to you when you're in that room, more experiences, more stimulus, more people, more things to go off. And then that's when you get better at choosing rooms as you go through the process. You practice the process of opening doors. So you get better at opening doors because you're going to do it consciously and reflect as you go. And that's the equivalent of not judging a door you've gone through. Just go through another door faster. Powerful, right? If you never start, you never even take the first step. You're only taking a pre-step when you're thinking academically. Also, when you sit there thinking you're not actually doing the best thinking because you haven't gone into another room that gives you more information to use in your decision making. You're still sitting in the first room looking at the same pieces of furniture over and over again, ruminating and ruminating and mulling and mulling. The way to get more intelligent to learn more is to give yourself more stimulus to look at and observe and experience, to make more decisions. Not just any decision and not rush decisions, but going through doors. Uh, I'm just trying to give this so many, I guess, potential examples. Uh, I think I noted some down beforehand. Um, but even for example, okay, from the ground up, I've talked about that a lot in the last 10 episodes, I think. So it's, it's good, top of mind, right? And from the ground up, we started off by trying to build schools in this community in Nepal. Right, And Nick went there the first time and it was kind of like a rush job. And this school, we later found out they actually had a budget to build the school, whereas Nick had brought fundraise money over and it turned out the local government had a budget. right? And it was kind of rushed. It wasn't really scoped out. So we learned to do it better. The next school was a lot, a lot more thoroughly scoped out that we did. Right? There were more conditions on it. There was more research, right? So there was good information this time that if we were able to build this school, that the local government would be able to get behind it and support um, and, and provide ongoing funding for the school. A bit dodgy that they're waiting for Westerners to do that. But, you know, we were more interested in the community's outcomes and the political system of Nepal for that project. 
So we took that educated risk and it was a kind of better decision. It wasn't perfect. It was a really hard project to do. The monsoon interrupted it, made it really hard to build. Um, but it also provided the opportunity for many of the locals working uh, from the community who are unemployed to learn how to build something because we had no workforce. We had no volunteers left or very few. So Nick, my friend, had to use what he had and he taught them how to build, you know, from scratch. But then that was the platform for then, maybe third room now to use the metaphor of the thousand doors to start a construction company. It gave him the idea to start a construction company and use those that platform to make those skills monetizable for them and himself to make everything sustain, more sustainable in Nepal. So each door he went through on that journey, as I was watching from back from Australia, there was more and more learning. And, we, and he got better and better at making the decisions. And none of the decisions were perfect. All of them left something to be desired. But then as with the thousand doors, you learn things that you never expect to learn. Now, it's easy to look back at the version of ourselves that started in From the Ground Up and judge us for not knowing this and that about charity, which we now know and a lot of uh, controversial and, you know, unideal things. Also, specific things like, oh, this, you know, scope out the government and situation in the local community first. See if they've got a budget. It's not nothing we would have thought to do. So we can't judge ourselves for that. We didn't have the information. Something I learned from one of my greatest friends and I guess mentors is to not judge an earlier version of yourself with today's mind because that was a room on the way to the room you're in now you had to go through doors to get that understanding you didn't have it back then so it's important not to give up and to keep going for that reason so that gives you more permission and makes it easier to start things too. Start things that are important for the world. Uh, when I started the blog, when I started the podcast, I knew that I didn't know everything about blogging or podcasting. I still don't. I still don't hold a candle to some of the best bloggers and podcasts in the world. I don't, don't really care. But I knew that I would learn more as I went because I've learned to approach things with an open mind. And I know that things aren't going to start. The, the mission of the blog and the podcast will be very different in 10 years' time. I just know that. Because I know I'm going to learn so much more and get so much more information and insight than I had at the start. Because there's just more journey happened by then. There's more doors and rooms I've gone through. So inevitably, I'm going to get different ways of thinking about it. When I started, I made the first episodes. Then a friend said, oh, you know, you could have a daily prompt and question at the end of the episode. And I do that from now and then. Uh, right? Because I'm like, oh, yeah, it makes the podcast better. That's something cool to try. Now, I didn't even think of that beforehand, but the idea never would have come if it hadn't been for starting and that friend hadn't listened. A thousand doors. As you go through the rooms, you build momentum if you do it right. Now, what else am I going to learn about the last 10 episodes I've recorded? So it becomes really, really interesting. So the question to reflect on for today is, how is your thinking different when you are moving? As I said at the start, when are you engaged? When are you engaged and how do you think when you're in conversations with people, 
when you're engaged in a project and what, what are you learning maybe about what you're doing now as you've gone through it? And can you audit your experiences so far and learn what I've learned going through my own adventures and journeys? Learning from the from the ground up experience over two or three years, how if you're really a learner and you're interested in solving a problem, you're going to keep an open mind. You're going to learn and change your mission as you go. It's going to evolve. So that's that's good. So then I know to start things, I don't have to have everything figured out. I just need to look around the room I'm in and use all the available information, not ignore available information, not throw throw myself through any door. Because that way, if you are looking around every room you go through and you keep opening doors and you look through the room you go through and you're remembering all the successive rooms and the experience of going through the doors, the good and bad decisions, not that you judge them, but you learn objectively from each one, you build momentum. And through momentum, the journey can compound. Whilst we're on the subject of doors, I'll remind you, as I always do, that the best way to open a thousand doors for you is to concentrate on opening doors for others. So if you can share this with anyone, it might help and bring them the clarity through action and not just thinking, then I encourage you to do so. Or have the conversations with people about it and about these ideas. Present them as your own. What do I care? It's more important that the ideas get out there. Be the hero and present them as your own. And get people to come and involve themselves with you in the journey. How's that? Go for it, guys. Go ham and enjoy. So remember, if you're listening for the first time, go back to the start of the podcast. All the episodes are designed to be consumed in order. And you can also get more um, via email or just by browsing the blog at www.withjoeweeby.com. Thank you. See you again tomorrow.